Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friend. Welcome. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. As always, I am so delighted to be with you here live on the air. Thank you. I always like to start with thank you. Thank you. I want to thank, thank every and each one of you guys. I had a long day today, so I apologize. Rocky start. I want to thank you, my God, my friends, for listening to the show, for supporting the show, for downloading the show um, on iTunes. I really appreciate it, and much love to you guys. And if you are a first-time listener, I'm just going to give you a quick background. I am the founder and a CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching service. And on this show, we really try to cover a lot of different areas related to our everyday life and some of these areas um, that impact our life but not limited to our personal and professional growth, our um, uh, personal relationship, professional relationship, money, finances, career, self-esteem, and overall the quality of life. And it's really important that we focus on all these areas in our life and check them now and then and there and see what's uh, um, what's going on as far as the, uh, you know, what you can do with them. But I just wanted to uh, point out, you know, um, my intention of doing the show is really to help inspire you. I like to help inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you deserve and want to live. So it's really up to you. So I ask of you two things. It's just to have an open mind and an open heart on the show and take what is useful for you. This, this show is really intended to be a thought-provoking for information purpose. But uh, if you'd like to know more about how I can help you personally, one-on-one, or even in a group coaching please feel free to contact me directly. You can either go to my website at www.coachingbyria.com or you can also send me an email at uh, info, by, um, uh, info, info at com. So again, you know, uh, the intention is really just to help inspire you. So I'm going to um, give you a little background. Our guest has not logged in yet. Um, but I'm going to tell you who is my guest today. We have a really good uh, show today, and hopefully, you know, it is a thought-provoking. So I'd like to hear from you guys. So make sure if you have a question or comment to either dial in 626-213-5773, or you can uh, um, uh, go to the chat room. The chat room is open, and put your information there. So today's um, guest is Jason Lincoln Jeffers. He is a spiritual teacher, life and wellness coach, author, mystical expressionist, fine artist, evolutionary astrologer, philosopher, metaphysicist, entrepreneur, inspirational speaker, a self-taught authority on transpersonal psychology and alternative medicine. Jason's mission is to help humanity to awaken to its own divinity by shifting its source of consciousness away from the mind and into the heart. And uh, my guest just saw, signed in into the switch, uh, switchboard, and uh, I'm going to have him come on the air and tell us a little bit more about, uh, about himself and uh, about his new book, um, Next Human, and, and see what inspired him to write this book. So, Jason, thank you so much for being here, my friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I was having uh, Skype uh, difficulties. It wasn't cooperating, <laughs> so I'm, I'm calling you on the, the landline. <laughs> okay, good, because I actually, that's why I was like, I had a rocky start today because I've been having a lot of te- technical issues today, so hopefully everything goes smooth from now on, you know, from yeah, this point I'm, on. So welcome, and thank you for being here. Um, you know, for our listener, Jason is, as I mentioned, he is a spiritual teacher, life and wellness coach, and I did the little intro. Jason, let's start by telling our listener a little bit more about Jason, about your up, you know, growing and where, you know, what, what happened in your life. And, and there's a lot of things that you discuss in the book, but we like to start from that point. So tell us a little bit more about Jason. Okay, sure. I'd be happy to. 
Well, uh, when I was 22 years old, I was going through a divorce. Uh, my father had cancer, and he passed away all within about the same year. And uh, so shortly after that, I came down with a very severe case of chronic fatigue syndrome, and uh, which was debilitating. I uh, times I really didn't have enough energy to do much of anything. So it kind of forced me within uh, for over a decade. Uh, all I did was study and read and uh, lived a, a fairly secluded lifestyle, but uh, became a uh, a spirit junkie, a metaphysical junkie. I, I studied as much as I could alternative medicine and uh, metaphysics, spirituality, and trying to find why I was so sick and why I couldn't get well. So uh, eventually um, I started to uh, go within, started to meditate, and started to heal the pain body that I talk about in the book in, in great depth which is uh, an emotional body that is formed in the uh, and manifested as disease or anxiety, depression, which I had very severely. And it's, it all stems from the ego, from the egoic mind. And so uh, it wasn't Elaborate until... on that. I'm going to interrupt you here for a second. And uh, elaborate on that. What do you mean by it was, uh, it was driven from the ego? What do you mean by that? Can you explain? Sure. Well, the... Uh, the ego is our pseudo self. It's it's what we identify with. So, uh, the the pain body is a, a shadow of that. It's a, a shadow manifestation. In other words, it's projected. It's what we project onto others in the form of blame or prejudice, intolerance, anger, rage. All these negative, dark emotions. They tend to fester inside this this pain body, and over time, they accumulate and become very dense and very heavy. And this is why people get depressed. This is why people have anxiety, because they've identified with this emotional pain body. And with me, it became so severe that it manifested as, as physical disease. Mm. So, uh, but it all stems from the mind, because the mind controls the body, not the other way around. Right. right? So when we are able to focus on the mind and heal that and transcend the ego, uh, then automatically the pain body will, will dissolve and then the physical disease will dissolve. It doesn't happen in the reverse. I spent over $40,000 on doctors in about 10 years on trying to cure myself of all these diseases, but nothing worked. It wasn't until I started to heal the, the mental body, then the emotional body, and then naturally I attracted to me the right diet, the right healing modalities, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the right healers that, that helped me to cure myself of all these other diseases. So, if, you know, obviously um, you, you had done some transformation in the sense of, like, you know, going from the from the conventional medicine into the alternative, you know, way of healing your body, but then you got the connection between your mind and body as well um, in the process, right? Because, I mean, we leave something out, and, uh, uh, you know, my guest last week actually had a similar experience and she's a real person, told us about her experience. You know, at 24 years old, she was diagnosed with um, uh, um, thyroid disease, uh, high blood pressure, um, high cholesterol, uh, type 2 diabetes. And uh, it was literally caused because, you know, I mean, it, you know, I don't want to go into detail of that show. But, you know, I mean, but the connection was there. And then so you did your research and you found out something different than what we were told it was supposed to be, right? Is that why you Right. Know? Well, the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with me. Right. And even today, people talk about, you know, chronic fatigue sy syndrome, and they can go to all these different types of doctors, and none of them really know what the cause is. Um, so it really is, there's, some, uh, there's an underlying, much deeper root cause of a lot of these mysterious chronic illnesses. And so I go into it in detail in the book. Uh, right especially in the third chapter, uh, I've, I've learned, for studying alternative medicine for 20 years, I've learned what works and what doesn't. And so, but it begins with healing the mind and, and transcending the ego, because the ego is this false sense of self that we have, we have learned to identify with. It's not our true, authentic self, but it is a construct and a temporal 
identification that takes us out of the present moment. It takes us into the past uh, or it takes us into the future. And so the egoic mind cannot live in the now. And so what I teach through the book is this transformational process of getting out of the head and into the heart. Because once you're in the heart and living in the heart, then you're living in the now and the ego dissolves. Right. I mean, but see, I, I have to, you know, I mean, we, we discussed this topic. Actually, I had, uh, I had a guest also who wrote a book about the ego versus the, the heart. And uh, one of the things that I, you know, I wanted to like, you know, kind of sort of discuss and, and, and pick your brain with that one. I mean, the ego is not our enemy. And it's a reflection of what we see the world as well. So, I mean, like, you know, when we think about things that happen in our life, it's really just a reflection how we see it from our point of view or how our ego see it. And sometimes our ego thinks, you know, it needs to protect us. So, you know, it, so, I mean, in that sense, it's a fine line, you know, uh, how much uh, you could train your ego or trying to separate. I mean, you, of course, I'm, I'm all about living in the now. I mean, if you ever read anything I, I, I put out there or if I ever discuss, I'm all about being in the present moment, doing everything in in, in this moment. But the ego is not the enemy. I don't really think the ego is the enemy. I think, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's how we define ourselves with it. You know, I mean, our ego is there to protect us, too. Okay. In the book, in the first chapter, um, the these are the typical objections that people have regarding the ego uh, that, that you've just mentioned about protection and about self-esteem and uh, about identity, confidence, and uh, empowerment. A lot of times you'll see on the media that sports figures and business people, the reason why they're so successful is because of their giant egos, right? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, yes, that does have a lot to do with it. There's a section in in, uh, Chapter 1, the end of Chapter 1, that's uh, entitled, The Ego is Neither Your Friend Nor Your Enemy. Right. right. So we're not going to make the ego our enemy. We're not going to resist it. We're not going to say we've got to get right. rid of it. That's not the way it works. Because if you do that, that's the very embodiment of ego. That's what the ego does. The ego makes every, the ego, ego needs an adversary for it to exist, right? So if you make the ego your adversary, then you're still lost and entrapped in the egoic mind. The ego will come back if you try to make it your uh, your enemy, it will come back in through the back door. Now, as far as making it your friend, in other words, saying that we do need the ego to, or maintain certain parts of it for this or that, for health, self-esteem, and for self-protection, um, then you're still trapped in the egoic mind because the e- you don't need the ego. The ego does the opposite as far as protecting you. It does everything it can to disempower you because it keeps you keeps you codependent, right? So this, co- this codependent state on wanting or needing in, in, in be something for uh, empowerment or for success or for relationships or for any, so- any sort of identification, right, that's the ego. Now, when we're, we learn to separate ourselves and realize that we're already eternal, we're already whole beings, we're already divine, we don't need to associate or identify with the ego any longer, that is true empowerment. That is true self-esteem, okay? The ego will do everything it can to bring disease to you. In fact, all mental diseases stem from the egoic mind, and most physical diseases stem from the egoic mind. So as long as you're identifying with this false sense of self, then you're going to create situations relationships that are going to bring stress, they're going to bring anxiety right. into your life, and you're going to react to that, and that's exactly what the ego does. It reacts to everything that that comes into your life. Now, if you're living in the heart, however, there's no reactive process. Things You accept things as they are. That's unconditional love. You're loving the universe as it is. So life is not intrinsically stressful. It's the reactionary process to whatever life brings that creates the stress and anxiety and depression. Well, you know, I mean, I I understand what you're saying, but I also understand that we do not live in a perfect world either. You know, the world that we live in, I'm not saying it's a doggy dog out there, but I'm just saying you need to have some kind of balance in your life. You know, so you can't, I mean, unless we go into uh, 
somewhere where we're going to be by ourselves. And yes, we love everything. I love everything. I'm always like going to see the positive in everybody and the positive in everything. And that's my attitude. And I, I've learned and I teach not to react to anything because, you know, when we react, obviously we make our own decision because that's based on the ego. You know, um, uh, it's, it's drive from the mind, not from the heart. But in the same time, you need to find some kind of balance. So I'm, I'm, I, I do agree with you to some extent, but I also know for a fact that our world is not perfect, and there is no such a perfect world. So we can just say everything going to come from the heart. The mind is not going to play the role because, you know, you have to find the kind of connection between the mind and the body, and you have to have that connection between your heart and your mind. I mean, if you, you know, I don't know if you were able to listen, I always open my line of show when I say, I ask of you two things. All I ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart because you have to be able to use your mind. And then, of course, you have to be able to use your heart. There is a place for this and there is a place for that. And but finding the balance, I think that's the key. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. I wish we can. Just everything comes from the heart, and I wish everybody does that. I mean, I, when I was mentioning in the beginning, I had some technical difficulty. I was on the phone with some to, to fix a few problems that I was having for over two hours, and guess what? None of the things were solved. And I tried not to react the whole time. I wasted two hours of my day <laughs> working on things that was out of my control, but then, you know, I was I was relying on somebody else's expertise to get it fixed and nobody get it done. So that's not a perfect world. Right, right. No, I never said that we're doing away with the mind. Uh, I've never said that. Uh, the next human will use the mind more as a, a secondary tool, more as software rather than hardware. See, the current human is completely wrapped up in the mind, in the head, in the brain. But True. the brain is polarized, okay? It's got right and left hemispheres. It's got eight lobes. Anything you manifest or create from the brain is not is you can manifest from the brain certainly yes but you're also going to get what you don't want in return because it's polarized so you may indeed get the mansion and Mercedes but what do you have to sacrifice to get it I mean what is all the stress and the anxiety and the drama and the conflict mm -hmm. and the, you know what I mean and the disease and the premature death what you know is it worth it in the end there is a different way to manifest okay. Uh, uh, 6,000 years ago, 108 spiritual masters in ancient India went, got out of the head and into the heart through deep meditation. They, created, they realized there was a secret chamber inside the heart. Now, when they came through the heart and they, real, and they opened their eyes, they realized that there's an entirely new realm there. All right. the stars were in the same place. The sun and the moon were in the same place. Uh, but it was an entirely new dimension. They wrote about their experiences these 108 spiritual masters. It is known in the Vedic literature as the Upanishads. Okay? Now, th these, this is what the next human is, is doing. They're coming in. A lot of them are already being born, these, these next human children. Some of them call them indigos or mm -hmm. crystals or rainbow right. children, star children, whatever. But they are highly advanced, very old souls that are already living in the heart. They're, they're born with their third eyes already opened. And so these, these children are raising the frequency of the planet, and they, are, they already are learning, are teaching us, because they are loving unconditionally. They don't know what intolerance is. They, are, are, uh, they don't understand the madness of this society, the wars, the conflict, the injustice mm -hmm. on the planet. Mm -hmm. There's a tremendous imbalance in, in, the, in, the, in the planet. So I'm not saying everybody... It's going to be a perfect world overnight, and not everybody's going to but evolve. But it takes That's one person at a time, and it takes one conscious awakening at a time. And I totally agree with you because yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things in the world right now that I don't agree with it, and I, you know, I I can't change it on the mass unless I get someone like you with a like-minded person, and then we we you know we have more of that conscious. Uh, 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 energy together to try to make that shift, to make that shift from you know from from the mind to the heart, and and try to make the place our world better place. Because I mean, let's face it, everything is going on in the world is is just crazy, and it's all <laughs> ego driven. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, you know, my my religion, my God versus your God. We create a world, world, you know, it, it, it's crazy. I, I can't even begin. I don't want to make it a you know political discussion here. It is. It's a mess. It's it's a mad world we live in right now. It really is. 
And right. unfortunately, you know, it takes a lot of people like you to, uh, um, you know, to, to kind of make a small shift. Um, you know, I mean, we, we just need to need to do our part. I mean, that's all I'm saying. And I, I really do agree with you to the fact that, you know, I mean, we, we all ego driven people. I mean, we, it's, um, it's, it's, it's not perfect and it's not even near to be perfect and it's never going to be perfect. You know, right, right. And and it's not supposed to be perfect. Otherwise there'd be no growth. This is not a utopian society that I'm, that I'm talking about in the book. The next human is simply going to usher in the new stage of human consciousness. The the next, every species evolves eventually. And, and what's happening is that if we don't evolve, then we're going to wipe ourselves out. It's not a matter of a luxury anymore to evolve. <laughs> it's we have a, it's to a, evolve. Yeah, it's no, a necessity. I it's a necessity, you. right. We right. have 17,000 nuclear warheads on, on the planet, and 4,000 of them are armed and ready. Right. So Pakistan has 100 of them, and their government's becoming more unstable every day. So if we don't do something, if we don't evolve, if we don't awaken collectively, then uh, we will wipe ourselves out. And that's what the next human is. She and he is a new species that will come in and unite people rather than separate them. Because what's happening right now, you can just see this in American politics with the the election coming up. We're still polarized as a nation. We're still going through this, this cold civil war that we've been going through for the last decade. And it's because of the ego, this polarization that, you know, my party is superior to your party, and mm-hmm. this is why we've had gridlock in the government for the last 10 years, and why this election will probably be no different than, than the last two or three because it's, it's, we're still polarized. Now, the next human will come in once they, you know, get into powers and in, 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 uh, positions of power in, uh, on the planet in government and in, 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 in uh, business and so forth, then they will unite people and they won't create this separation, this rift that is is currently in place. And this united world, this new we the people of planet Earth, which we saw uh, briefly glimpses of in 2011 with Occupy Wall Street, right, where people were coming together in protest all over the planet. This wasn't, didn't just happen in America, but it multiplied to cities all over the world. Yeah, and that's because when people get together and united under one belief or one yes, they can do a lot of things. And I agree with you. I mean, you yeah. know, but why would it, why would you do it the other way around, though? I mean, I don't think that's the way to fix things, though. I'm sorry, I missed you on that last point. Well, I mean, what I'm saying, like you know, the uh, the Wall Street down. You know, I mean, I don't think that's going to fix the problem. Do you think it's going to fix the problem down the Wall Street? I don't think so. Again, you know, uh, protesting and doing all these things is not going to fix the problem. Yes, it's a great that we unite, unite under one, you know, particular issues that we're trying to, to, to change, but we're not doing it in the right way. Right. Well, I didn't say that was going to fix the problem. It was just um, a reference to some a spark that is awakening amongst the, uh, especially the young people and, and the women, uh, the, the female population of this world, that we don't want war anymore, we don't want the conflicts, we want peace, we want to be united as one people. So it has to start somewhere, right? And uh, so when the the certain next humans will come in and rise to positions of, of authority and power, that those people will unite others and will create leadership roles. They will be the leaders of the new earth and help to escort us into... Uh, a new era of peace and spirituality where they, because they will be leading by example, see, and they will be living in the heart, and then naturally everything we can change, we can make make changes, sweeping changes overnight in a period of just a few years, uh, a few decades. But uh, it has to begin somewhere. You have to start somewhere, and it starts with, with peaceful revolution. And that's that's the key. You you made a lot of great points, you know, uniting the people, leadership of the world. You know, I mean, we need to step up. We need to do something. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I also need, I, I you know, I mean, the leader within us, you know, need, need to have something in place that is, is constructive, not destructive, peaceful, you know, um, evolution, 
and and not you know chaos and and, and craziness. I mean, I I have people in, in the other part of the world and. I hear stories that is just horrible. I mean, we don't hear these things that are happening, you know, overseas. But, you know, I mean, it, and these people, because they have a voice and they're trying to unite under one belief and they want to change their lives, they refuse to stay living the way, you know, they have been living for years. And, and I, you're right. A lot of them are young, you know, uh, uh, children and, and women. And, you know, I mean, they, they say that it's enough. Enough is enough. We need to have a better life. And we right. have that right. We all have that right to live a better life. There is no doubt about it. But what I'm saying, you know, I mean, it's, it's um, in theory, it sounds so great. Because in theory, it's like, yes, if we can put all this thing in, in place, you know, we can definitely evolve in, in, in the right way and move toward, a, you know, a united uh, uh, world where we all share one planet. and doesn't matter where you're from, what, what's your background, what, you know, where you're coming from. We all want. Mm-hmm. But we so far away, unfortunately, from that. I mean, it, it still exists to this day when people ask us, "Oh, so where you from?" You know, or or they make a comment like, you know, so because we're so ignorant, we're so ego driven. I mean, I can't, I I, I don't want to like, you know, just emphasize so much just on the ego. But I know how how ego driven most people are, and I right. see it all the time and observe people all the time. It's like, how do you, what, why people just like don't really think about it. You know, they don't think about, like, how their action or whatever they say or whatever, you know, can affect someone else. And why would they think, like, you know, we're all the same and we should all come from a place of, you know, like, move from the mind to the heart and just think about loving everybody and just seeing the best in everybody. That is, like I said, in theory, it's very wonderful. And and your book, let's talk a little bit more about your book because I I know the discussion could get really uh uh, so far deep, and, and um, I'd love to take that on a different time. But you, you, what drove you to, to write the book? I mean, I know you said you've been working on the book for a couple of years. You told me offline, and uh, you finally, you know, you got the book out, and it's a great book. I, I you know, definitely recommend for people to go out and get it. It's called The Next Human, A Guide to Personal and Collective Evolution. Um, so through your personal growth, your spiritual growth, and through the agony of your pain, body pain and all the stuff, was that the reason that you, you know, really wanted to put that into writing and help somebody else? Right. I, I wanted to share, you know, all the uh, – well, I created a, a company that was dedicated to uh, drug-free stress relief, drug-free pain relief, um, uh, sunlight, which is infrared saunas, and it helped to, to cure me of my mercury toxicity. But that was just one modality. There were so many other things that helped me uh, mentally, spiritually, physically. So I wanted to kind of share that with the world yeah. and mm-hmm. so that it could help others. There's a lot of people out there that are suffering, that are going through what I went through, and they don't know where to go because doctors can't help them. They just, you know, throw their hands up in the air and give them some pills. <laughs> yeah, and, take, uh, take two aspirin and call me in the morning. <laughs> exactly. So it, it it doesn't work. So they're suffering. So I I know that they they can benefit if they're suffering in any way, mentally, emotionally, or physically. They can certainly benefit from reading this book because I go into great detail uh, on all of those three issues that um, uh, people have. And so that was really what motivated me to sit down and start writing my reflections, my observations, and I devoted an entire chapter also to relationships because mm-hmm. everybody identify with, you know, trouble in relationships, the pain that, that we endure and suffering in relationships because I, I, that's all I've had really or had until I, I started living in the heart. <laughs> right. And uh, so I was only attracted to the law of attraction. You know, you, you uh, are who you attract in relationships. But, of course, you don't know who you right. are until you attract that person into your life. And then you, you say, well, God, I can't be him or her. You know, they're horrible. <laughs> Right, you know what I think, and this is you know the the my my observation. I think if we can just actually have a clean mirror because a reflection, so we can see ourselves really. You know what I mean? I mean, like I I, I know it sounds kind of silly sometimes, and I actually teach my clients some of these things. I've learned that even in my when I was in corporate sales, like one of the things that they used to teach us, um, and I was taught by some of the. Um, great teacher in, in, in human development and stuff like that. But we used to have, I used to have a mirror on my desk 
Mm-hmm. And when I'm on the phone with somebody, I'm looking at myself in the mirror because whatever I'm reflecting, somebody else is seeing it. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. like, you know, we, <laughs> but a lot of time we don't realize that, of course, we only see the other part or we hear the other part and we think, you know, they must be, there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me because I don't see that. And so, like, now, I mean, the first thing I do, I mean, like, I literally, I look, you know, when I'm brushing my teeth or something like that in the morning, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, silly things, like, you know, I love me, I love the person that I am, not the, you know, the artificial person or not, the, you know, like, the outside person, uh, but the true person that I am, and I'm intended to do my best today to make the best of everything and just treat everybody equally without any judgment, because that was one of the things that I know I was, I was, you know, doing myself, it's it was easy for me to judge. It was easy for me, but people do that all the time. Because they they judge they don't they, they literally see themselves and other people. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And so I, I, I call that chapter the mirror self, uh, which is uh dedicated and I've written some short stories and all those short stories are actually even though the names and and places have changed uh, been changed, but they are actually based on true stories. <laughs> Uh, yeah. They seem they yeah. seem kind of crazy, but that's just you know the, as the saying goes, so the, the truth is stranger than fiction. And uh, but that's you know when we get into relationship, that's when the pain body really comes out and surfaces because mm-hmm. that other person is always going to be pushing your buttons, right? Right. And so you've always so if you're identified with the pain body and the ego, then you're going to react to that instantly. And that what that does is it is it, it creates this what I call a sadomasochistic relationship, where one person is is usually on subtle levels abusing the other person, and the other person is just taking it because the other person is is addicted to pain, and and uh, just like the 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 uh, the predator, uh, the frequency that um, he attracts to him is the prey, and vice versa. So it's a hand in glove fit, and this is mm-hmm. why. Abusive relation people stay in abusive relationships so long because they really don't know that they're being abused. Right. It usually happens on very subtle levels. It. Right. Yeah, it's not like the Flintstones where they take a club and start hitting, you know, banging you over the head. <laughs> which is, which it's, you that's like, not happening most of the time. I was. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very subtle, and so what I you talk about in the book, I call it needling or pinpricking, where very uh, slight. Uh, "Quote unquote teases are are inconspicuously uh, administered by the predator into the prey on a daily basis, uh, and over time, the you know these needles add up, and then it contributes to the accumulation of a very heavy pain body, which eventually manifests itself as disease. And a lot of times, physical mm-hmm. disease, if it's a, a, a codependent, state of masochistic relationship, is a result." of that person, that phantom prey, which I call a passive pain body uh, type person, type host, they absorb all of this, this uh, abuse from their partner. And usually it's the woman, but the, the, the roles do reverse. It does happen, right. you know, the other way right. around as well. Right. But, right. But, but what happens is, you know, they are addicted to this suffering. They are addicted to this pain, and they just keep coming back for more and more and more. And so they don't know, they don't realize that they're being abused. So they, the, what the mind does is it rationalizes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I've made my bed, now I have to lie in it. Right. Or, oh, that's just well, the way he is. It's supposed to be like this, right. Yeah, because yeah. They're, they're conditioned. There's something that happened when they were young as a child, and then they saw the role models of their parents, and this is the way it was with them, so therefore this is the way, this is just the way men are, this is just the way women are. This, is, this, this gets rationalized by the egoic mind. So I make it very, very clear in that chapter, go into great detail about if you are being abused, and this is, these are the subtle forms of it. doesn't have to be physical violence at all. It doesn't even have to be emotional violence. I've had clients that have said, my gosh, I didn't even know I was being abused. My father never raised his voice to me. No, but he was cheating on your mom the whole time. Right. And so the children right. pick up on that. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's still abuse. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, you know, and 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 that's what I call it in my practice, sets of beliefs. It's like, what do you believe? You know, what kind of beliefs you have? And you've been you've been living by for many many years that you inherited from your family, you inherited from your school environment, everywhere you go, you just suck in all this stuff, and you start becoming, you know, 
um, and living your life from those beliefs, and you're thinking this is the only way. This is the way it's supposed to be. I he- I hear it so many times where people tell me, "Well, oh, it's just this is the way it's supposed to be." You know, my father did it, <laughs> right. my mother did it, so and so did it. You know, it's gotta be that's the only way to do it. Right, right. They don't question it because you know it's 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 been done many times, so it must be perfect. <laughs> Right. So in, so in that ch- chapter on relationships, I make it very clear, if this is happening to you in any form or fashion, this is not unconditional love. This is self-abuse. A lot of people mis- misconstrue the two, the two and misconstrue the two and say, okay, uh, you know, I, I, you have to really, really, really love this person no matter what they do, right? They, they think, okay, this is unconditional love. No, that's not unconditional love. That's right. self-abuse, right? So eventually you have to draw the line. If you if it gets to the point where you're being abused in any way or fashion, no matter how subtle, it's still abuse, and then eventually you're going to have to draw a line. And, and that's self-love, capital S-E-L-F, right? And that's true self-esteem. That's true self-confidence. That's, when, the, when you start living from the heart, you realize that you deserve self-respect, and you deserve mm-hmm. to be treated as a human being, not and as a pin cushion. Right, right. And you, you, yeah, you, you definitely uh, hit it right on, you know, on the spot. What you said, you know, it, you deserve. This is, you know, like you deserve better. You should be, you know, um, changing things and not accepting it for what it is. We're gonna take a short break, uh, Jason. Give you a minute to maybe grab uh, some water or something, and then we'll be right back and we'll continue our dis- discussion on the book and, and some other stuff. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Please, please stay tuned. Okay. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to... Today I um, have with me uh, Jason Lincoln Jeffers. He's a spiritual teacher, life and wellness coach, author, and uh, he his book, his new book, The Next Human: A Guide to Personal and Collective Evolution. We've been discussing discussing his book, and uh, um, Jason is kind to be here with us and, and share some of the uh, um, the things in his book. And Jason, uh, we left off talking about uh, um, relationship. You you had uh, section in, the, in your book um, talking detail about you know self um, mental abuse and 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 um, um, relationship problems and stuff like that. But what, can we shift a little bit? Because I know we have we don't have you know too much time to talk to about everything. But I like to cover as much as possible with you and and the book. And of course, can you tell us where can we get the book beside Amazon? Um, it's on Amazon.com, right? Right. The best place is just to go to my site because there, there's three different versions of it there, right on my site on my book page. So it's easy to find. And uh, JasonLincolnJeffers.com. Right, com, and there's it's on a Kindle, it's paperback, and it's also available in PDF. Great book. I mean, it's definitely a good read. I mean, it it uh, um it covers a lot of different things. I want to shift to the to the body pain. I want to talk about some of the things that you had dis, um, discovered along your research and work. You know, from your personal life and um, on when you um when you find out something some of the things that are really toxic to our body which we know like sugar and we unfortunately <laughs> you know how most people are addicted to sugar right and well they don't know it they yeah, don't know they're addicted like even people thing, right? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I I thought that I was on a sugar-free diet when I was usually all-natural honey and you know just eating you know fruits and and uh, but I was also eating a, a lot of starch. And in fact, I had a starch-based diet, and that was contributing to a lot of my uh, diseases, especially intestinal diseases such as uh, IBS and systemic candida and acid reflux and all that. The body doesn't cannot handle this all this starch because what it does is it immediately converts it into glucose. Okay, it's a it's a high what they call a GI, which is the glycemic index. So high GI carbs include all your starch, your 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 bread, your pasta, your white potatoes, your your white rice, and all of the um, legumes and grains and so forth. Those are all high GI carbs. So if your if your if your diet consists mostly of that, then what's going to happen is your your body is going to Im- immediately convert that to uh, glucose in the bloodstream in the body. Over time, uh, that creates insulin resistance because the body has to churn, the pancreas has to churn out all this insulin to, uh, to deal with all this, this sugar that's going through the body because the sugar is very toxic to the system, so that's why it produces the insulin. Well, if you keep doing that over time, over years, eventually your body will stop producing the insulin because the insulin becomes toxic, <laughs> right, <laughs> right? right? And right. that's insulin resistance, and there's your type 2 diabetes. And that's this is type two diabetes is a plague right now. There are more people on the planet with this disease uh, that no, even know that they even have disease. This right. disease right. right, right. So it's an unknown sugar addiction, and so I make it very clear in that chapter why it is, what causes it, and how to move away from that and start letting let your body run on ketones instead of glucose. And this ketone-based uh, diet is is a diet that's based on low GI carbs, mm-hmm. and which such as vegetables, the the nutrient dense vegetables, uh, and sweet potatoes, which most people don't realize it's the, actually the most nutritious vegetable. I out. know, and I love <laughs> sweet potato. I make fries. I make everything out of them. <clears throat> good, good. Yeah, they uh, just one just one sweet potato has more. Uh, vitamin A recommended daily allowance just just one. I eat I eat them every day for breakfast. But uh, as, for as breakfast, long as you, share, share something with us. So what do you do with, for breakfast? How do you eat them for breakfast? What do you? Well, I cut them I cut them up and I put them in in a saute pan, right? Uh-huh. Put, a little bit of, put a little bit of water in it and a little bit of coconut oil and then steam steam them to where to where they're very soft, right? And then uh, add uh, my super my other superfoods, which are the um, jalapeno peppers, oh, the nice. uh, cinnamon, which is a superfood, as right. I mentioned, gar- right. garlic, right? right? And, uh, and then I usually have tofu uh, as a protein, which is also very nutritious. And so you have your protein, you have your fat, which is necessary. And uh, contrary to what we've been taught, uh, saturated fat is not bad for the body. Right. Half, half of your fat is saturated, <laughs> right? And most right. of your brain is made of cholesterol. So I debunk all of those uh, notions that that's all bad. It's not. And so getting away from the starch-based, sugar-based diet and getting into a nutrient-dense, uh, low-GI carb diet, that is the only way to rebalance your hor- your hormones, the hormonal system in your body, which is controlled by leptin. And leptin is the key to switching off your body's hunger. So if you're, if you are, if you, when you switch to a, a ketogenic diet, it takes your body about six to eight weeks to, to, to do it. But once you find, you get your body running on ketones instead of glucose, then you'll find that your your hunger pains will go away naturally. Right. So the, for us to get hungry two to three hours after we eat is insane. The, the uh, evolution. Is neither that inefficient nor stupid. Right. It's just—it's crazy. That's why we all we all go to Starbucks and reach for a cafe latte because. <laughs> and you don't realize up, how much. Oh my God! I know. I know. It but I don't do it. Or I'm we not, snack, right. right? We snack. We have to have a snack. You know. But the sugar helps to keep the hormonal levels up, the the insulin levels up, and that's what keeps the the, the hormones. And so you're constantly churning out all this insulin if if you're if you're drinking caffeine caffeinated beverages which dehydrate you. Right. And so you're not getting the hydrogen ions that that you need from the water. 
So you're dehydrating yourself, you're dehydrating your cells. Everything right. comes from the cells, the cellular body, and the cells aren't getting the oxygen and the hydrogen they need. Eventually that leads to, to disease. Well, as we're speaking, I'm drinking coconut water right now, my friend. So. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I was so thirsty, and I was like, you know, and I buy them in boxes, you know, so I'm like, okay, reach for the coconut, you know, water. Oh, it's so nutritious, that coconut Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but, you know, I mean, but obviously, you know, I mean, this is a, a decision based on, you know, individuals, and, and I, you know, want to always point out, you know, the, the show is really for information purpose. Make the right decision for yourself. Uh, um, uh, Jason had put a lot of great information in his book, and I think, you know, you can look at it and, and use a lot of it if it, it works for you, but if you need any professional help, make sure you seek that, you know, so don't uh, rely on trying to fix, you know, um, your problem on your own without knowing what you're doing. That's really a key. So, um, Jason, so let me ask you this. So how did you really recover from your chronic fatigue syndrome that you had? You had such a um, big problem. I, I mean, I know some of it, like with the mercury, you had removed your mercury fillings. Is that one one of the issues that you've done? Right. Well, it was really a... Um a threefold process. The first thing I had to do was I had to get rid of the, mer- or the, the fillings uh, because they were the source of the mercury. I had 11 mercury fillings. Well, they're half of them, half of the silver fillings are made of mercury, the most toxic element on the planet next to plutonium. Right. So got rid of those, placed it with porcelain, and then um, then the mercury you have to get it out of the cells because the mercury is still inside my body, right? So right. I went to the chelation therapy which is a uh, they inject this this fluid in, into your bloodstream and that wasn't working that I did that for two years and all that did was cause it just seemed to make me worse I, I felt more fatigued and so it wasn't until I got the sauna the infrared sauna and got inside of it for 30 minutes a day very detoxifying very natural form of heat and warm, warms up in 15 minutes and then you get a good sweat but the good thing about the, the infrared sauna is that most of the sweat that comes out is is going to be uh, contain these heavy metals, so it's a natural chelator, and it gets rid of the merc not just the mercury, but the lead, the um, cadmium, and and formaldehyde, and all the other junk, the toxins that we that we intake from the environment. So that really was what the you know got rid of the mercury poisoning, and then um, the other you know, the problem, the, the disease that I had was a very severe spinal subluxation. I had two severe car accidents when I was a kid, whiplash, and that caused a, a subluxation in the spine, which caused TMJ, so I had severe pain in my, my neck yeah, and, and right. my jaw, and then, and then an inner ear disorder, which caused dizziness, and I was dizzy all the time. So it wasn't until I started this new form, of, it's a very, very specific type of chiropractic uh, care called upper cervical, only about Maybe 5% chiropractors actually do upper cervical. So that is really. So, what is what that, Jason? Tell us about it. I know what it is because I actually have a friend who, who um, he's, a, he's a chiropractic, but he practices it here in um, the state of New Jersey. But can you tell our listener what it is? Yeah, the upper cervical, what it is, is that it houses the brain stem, the C1 and C2. And that's the only area that they manipulate. It's not invasive. There's no pain. You can barely feel anything. It's not like they're just cracking your neck. There's nothing like that, okay? There's no movement. It's just that you lie down on your side, and then they, they, it's very gentle, uh, and then they make the correction, the adjustment, so, and, then they, and then they measure it with a, a device uh, to make sure that the spine is, is aligned. And then if there's no interference, and as long as it's straight, that allows the nervous system to make repairs, Okay. And because the brainstem houses the entire, controls the entire nervous system of the body. Okay, everything stems from the brainstem. So if you keep that those C1 and C2 vertebrae completely clear and free of interference, the body's innate intelligence will naturally heal itself. And see, so that's what I teach in that, that chapter: is allowing, honoring the intelligent body, allowing it to do its job go into the anabolic repair and rebuild mode, right? right? And, and the that's body what has the, that. Mm-hmm. It has its natural ability. That's yeah. how it cures itself of diseases. Right. That's how we right. get uh, spontaneous cures of all diseases. Right. You know, it's because the body knows how to cure if it's given a chance. Right. But you have to free itself up from all the toxins, right. and then this upper cervical care is such a wonderful healing modality because it allows the, the practitioner to go in 
keep that vertebrae aligned, and as long as it does, then the body will naturally make repairs. And this particular healing modality has helped so many people on just about any, any kind of disease you can imagine. Uh, inter, uh, like children, they get um, ear infections. That's the most common disease among children is a right. uh, ear infection, right? This upper cervical care, you go in, one correction, bam, it's gone. No antibiotics, no drugs, right? And it's a naturally and non-invasive. So I you know, urge everybody to read that section of the chapter because if you're suffering from anything, this is a wonderful healing modality that can help. That sounds fantastic. I mean, to sum it all, I, I think you uh, you give us a lot of faith in this book, and that's what I liked about it. I mean, it's 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 full of a lot of information, and and uh, you section it so well. So you know, <laughs> we're you're talking about the human evolution. You're talking about the you know the relationship part, and you talk about the health and wellness you know section um, in the book. And and um, I definitely definitely highly recommend it. It's called The Next Human: A Guide to um, to personal and collective evolution, and uh, the best place um, Jason mentioned to um, get the book is to go to his website, JasonLincolnJeffers dot com. And do they have to do like forward slash books or anything like that, or no? Well, if you could just go to the book to the to the website, then you just click on book right there on the main menu. You'll t- it'll take you right there. So with, with let me just you know cover a couple more things before we let you go. Um, with the Sunlight um, Day Spa, you were the co-founder of that company. Now, where do people go to find more about this information, about, you know, getting that sauna in their home? Because I've seen them at the Mind and Body Expo, um, and I actually tried it, so they're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, just go to Sunlighten, uh, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-N.com, uh, and then... Um, or sunlightdayspa.com is well. That's really for the day spa. But if you if you're interested in purchasing a, a sauna or learning more information about the sauna, then just go to sunlighten.com and uh, uh, request uh, you know information, and it's all there on the website. Yeah, um, uh, definitely. You know, I'm gonna put that back on the on the show so people can have that information. I just wrote it down. So it's sunlighting, right? I and G, yep. right? No, sunlighten. It's uh, S-U-N-L-I-G-H-T-E-N. E-N. Oh, okay. Right, E-N, yeah. Okay, no G. Okay. No. Okay. Okay, that sounds really good. So I'm actually going to be, I mentioned it on the show before, that I'm going to be speaking at the um, Mind and Body Expo this year in Philadelphia, and I actually have a booth. And I always get excited because I go to those things all the time, and I like to see what what's out there and what people are, you know, bringing to the uh, world to help us, uh, you know, do that connection between our mind and body and spirit, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good stuff. So I'm really excited about doing that. Um, so, you know, we, we got a few minutes left and, and uh, I just wanted to um, discuss, a few, you know, more about the book, if you can. Um, how do you actually, you know, when it comes to relationship, I mean, I know this is something that people struggle with for a long, long time, and they still do, and we always search in the wrong place, is what I always say, because we're not searching more inward first, <laughs> you know, we, we need to direct the search in first, figure out what is it that we want, and, and what is it that, you know, how do we, because nobody completes you, absolutely nobody completes you, you know, you right. either complete yourself or you don't. Um, but what do you what do you think? Like, how do people go about finding their their really true soulmate? Is there such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody. First of all, let me premise that, that with um, with this. Everybody's with the right person all the time. Okay, because you're always you're always with uh, somebody who is a reflection of you at that moment. Now. If you if you want to, we have a certain perception of what a soulmate is or a twin soul, and um, uh, but in order to get there, in order to attract that person, you have to become that that person. In other words, you have to become, you have to realize what I call self-realization uh, and retrieve your own soul and become a spiritual, heart-centered person. And once you get there, once you transcend the mind and trans, or transcend the ego, rather, and then transcend the um, pain body, and you begin living in the heart, uh, you, you naturally become a whole person, okay, what I call complete. So realizing your, 
your wholeness is akin to realizing your holiness and your divinity. And once you realize that fully, then codependency dissolves. A lot of people, when they think of codependency, they think of addictions such as alcoholism or food addiction or drug addiction or gambling or whatever, sex. People are addicted to all sorts of things. But the number one addiction that tops them all is relationships. People are addicted to being with another person, mostly because they don't like what they see from within. Right. Unconsciously, they don't really like themselves, so therefore they kind of supplant that with another person to try and bring them some joy and happiness. So, so that that okay, is a state ahead. of codependency, and that's right. where ninety percent of the current humans are. Right. Now, that's if you want to attract your soulmate, now people think, well, we got to you know join the online dating service because that's advertised that that's how you're going to find your soulmate, like eHarmony or Match.com. And um, uh, the bar scene is, is not a place to meet people anymore like it was in the 90s and the 80s. So now it's more of the, the online. It never oh, was. I, it never was. I don't even know, think that's the right place to meet anybody. <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, we didn't have the social networks that we have today back right. then. So, you right. know, there was really no other way if you were single. But now they have the social networks, which is really better, obviously. Um, but still, it's it's very frustrating for people because you know they go on all these strings of dates and everything, and they still aren't are, are unhappy with what they're finding. So what I teach in, in that chapter on relationships is you first have to become happy with yourself first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay? And, and lo- love yourself, become whole, realize that you're divine. Draw the and it all begins with creating boundaries, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. and drawing a line in the sand and saying, I deserve to be treated with respect. Right. And once you do that, you, then you empower yourself with authentic power, not mm-hmm. pseudo power, not right? ego not power, power right. but real power. Mm-hmm. That's realizing that you are a divine being, and then you're going to naturally attract that from the universe. The universe can only serve up to you what you truly believe about yourself. Absolutely. Okay? And then you attract to you, naturally, you attract to your, your, your twin soul. But that only, that's only about 10% of the people. Most people are attracted to them, what I call ego love, because ego love is still codependency. It's conditional. Um, true love is unconditional. It's the same kind of love that a mother feels when she has her newborn right. baby. Right? You would die for that person. Absolutely. And so you're not lost in the mind. You're not loving them based on what they're doing for you or what how they, they do. Right. right. It's a, it's you're already complete by yourself, and you know that you can be fine without that person or with that person. Either way, you're still fine can, and complete and whole. And not that many people can say that. Absolutely, absolutely. Very well said, my friend. I mean, that's that's so true. And I always find it to be fascinating how some people rather to be be with the wrong person than to be with themselves too, because they never really enjoy their own company. And I I know a few of those. Um, where they're just like, you know, they always in a relationship and they always in a wrong relationship and they always, you know, but then I said, when was the last time you actually spent time with yourself? Right. They don't know how to do that. They just don't know how to do that because they just, they they try to reflect whatever it is inside of them that they don't like on, you know, you know what I mean? They want to see it in someone else. They don't want to see it in themselves. So that's why they're not comfortable with their own skin, you know, because they see things or they feel things that are just not, you know, um, obviously, unconsciously, not consciously, you know, they realize those things. But, um, Jason, you are a great um, guest. Thank you for being here. Hope to have you on again. Best of uh, luck on your new book. It's a great book. I really do highly recommend it. Um, it's called The Next Human, A Guide to Personal and Collective Evolution. Anything, uh, my friend, before you leave you'd like to uh, add? Uh, just thank you very much for the interview. I appreciate very much you having me, and I really, really enjoyed it and look forward to the next time we can get together. Oh, I, I would love that. Thank you so much. You have a great day, and, and uh, make the best of it, okay? Okay, you too. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Well, my my friend, um, thank you for listening to the show. And um, as I was mentioned, you know, the show is really for, for information purpose. Please, you know, check out... Um, Jason's book and see if there's any information in there that can help you and um, you know it's all about providing the right information hopefully and the good resources for you and it is your decision to make on what is right for you and what is not and I just want to remind you I if you are nearby Philadelphia Philly I will be there on Saturday November 3rd 
I will be speaking at 4 o'clock. Um, I have a lecture there, and I also have a booth. I'd love to see you if you are near and about. You know, come and see me and, and um, chat with me or whatever, you know, and introduce yourself. And uh, I also want to remind you to um, to follow the show for up-to-date information on what's going on. And uh, finally, but not um, least, is, you know, just be amazing, be loved, be the person that you want to see, you know, um, just be you and, and, and admire that person and just don't let anybody tell you um, that you're not good enough and, and just stay amazing. That's all I want to say. Thank you, my friend. Much love. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.